the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Welcome back to your favorite radio station on 101.9 Hi FM. You're listening to the Hi Kids show, a show for kids by kids. My name is Renelle Silverstone and I'm 12 years old and I am your host for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids show. Today, I have an exciting show lined up for you and to start off, I will be interviewing Peter Mills and he is the chairman of the Game Ranger Association of Africa. I also have amazing fun facts for you and a short poem by Angelica N. Brissett. Get ready for a fire jam pack show on Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 12 years old. You are listening to Hi Kids on 101.9. Before I start with our interview, good afternoon. How are you? Well, good afternoon, Renal. I'm very fine and um, thanks for having me. It's such an honor to have you here. And how has your day been? My day has been fantastic. I have my own program every day and for me every day is a Saturday. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and what is a game ranger? Well, a game ranger is normally and firstly let me just say game rangers is just one of the terms we use for for the for the job ranger. And there are lots of different names that are given to people who do the same job. Some are called scouts, some are called wardens, some are called field rangers, rangers, agents. So there are lots of names for people who do a ranger's work. So we normally talk about a ranger in in Africa, we talk most in most African countries, we talk about rangers and the ranger's job is really almost like a farm manager, but he works mainly with wild animals on a nature reserve but we'll get to game ranches a little bit later but normally on nature reserves and um and that we'll focus on things like like building building roads and fixing infrastructure he might do monitoring he does felt he does fire breaks he does um felt management he does game control, pest control. He might help scientists with monitoring. He might even be a pilot and fly and do game counts. So the job is very varied and very broad. And you need, you can become a ranger through a variety of different avenues. But I think we'll get to that a little bit later. And what animals would you find like in a game range? In a game ranch. Yeah. Well, it depends where you are because animals are naturally distributed. And when we talk about game ranges and game ranger work in nature reserve, we normally talk about the natural environment. So when people uh, think of Africa, they think of elephants and lions and tigers. Uh, not, not tigers. <laughs> tigers come from? America. No. What? China. Yes, China. Oh. From from Asia. That's close enough. Asia, yeah. <laughs> All right. So and antelope and and back and it depends where well. you are geographically what you will see. So if you're in the Karoo, you'll see 
spring back and you will see bless back. If you're in the bushveld or in the Kruger National Park, you'll see impala and kudu. And if you're in the in the desert, you'll see chemsback and eland. And so it depends where you are, what you see. Hmm. It's what you see, yeah. Oh. And can you tell us what the big five are? Well, in South Africa, the big five is generally known as the lion, the leopard, the buffalo, elephant, and rhino. But in in Addo, they talk about the big seven. They include sharks and whales because because the reserve touches the ocean, and it's a very important part of the... uh, where especially great whites breed and where whales cross through from north to south to the Atlantic Ocean. Are there any five animals that are endangered? There are lots of animals that are endangered and all the time, and it's getting worse, as the pressure on our environment increases, so there's less space for animals to survive, and uh, that causes the extinction among, amongst the many reasons why animals, well, there's six main reasons why animals become extinct um, or become rare, and in South Africa, we have lots of rare animals. It depends on how, what, what you're talking about. We have rare insects, we have rare birds, but the mammals that most people um, think about when they think of rare wild animals. We're talking about rhinos. We're talking about the pangolin. We talk about... White um, lions. Lions... White lions. White lions are just are just genetic variants of lions. They're no different to other lions. It's just a, it's just a color mutation in it. So they mustn't be seen as a separate species at all. They're part of the South African lion population. Why should we close our windows when we're going through like a reserve or something? Well, just to be safe. Because sometimes, and it happens, it, it, really happens in places like big game reserves like the Kruger National Park or Khalakhadi or Addo where people um, get attacked by, by wild animals. It normally happens in places like um, lion parks. There's a, a few years ago a lady was dragged out of the car by a lion. So people leave their window open and, and they're overseas guests. They don't really understand what wild is and uh, they keep the window open the lion came in and and bit her dragged her out and and she was killed Uh, baboons are other animals that can jump through your window if they see something they'll grab it and if you're staying at a lodge for example uh, where there are baboons sometimes they get used to people and people feed them so they get habituated and then they come into the park and they come into your room or come through your car window or because s- they want something in there. So you don't want that to happen. So best when you come to a, a situation where you're in a car and there is a wild animal and it is close to you, 
then close your window. If it's an elephant, just stay away. Don't get too close. <laughs> well, what is your favorite animal? I just love a sable antelope. It is big. It is beautiful. It is regal. It has a white belly. It's got a silvery black coat. And it's got these beautifully scimitar-shaped horns that spread back over the over its body. And when it comes walking down to a water hole, it it looks like it's a it looks like it's a it's a prince or king walking down oh. to the water. <laughs> and all the other animals just move away from it. It just has a presence in the bush. It's a very beautiful animal. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> And what is the Game Ranger Association of Africa? Okay, well, we're a membership organization, so anybody who is a Game Ranger can become a member, and we have criteria for, for that, for people to become members. Yeah, so we're open to anybody. We, can, we do accept non-professional members. So um, your mom or dad can become a member if they want to. They just don't have voting rights at our meetings and so on. So we are African, so we have members, for, and it's growing. Um, it started off as a South African association, but now we've branched out into into the whole of Africa, and we have got members in Cote d'Ivoire, Liberia, Uganda, Kenya, Nigeria, oh, Rwanda, Mozambique, Botswana, Zambia. Yeah. And that's cool. And what's what's more fun about it is we have a WhatsApp group that we all are members of. And so on a daily basis, guys messaging information from all over the continent of what's happening and what they're doing and, and stuff like that. Unfortunately, sometimes rangers, because the rangers' work can be dangerous depending where you are and what your work is, uh, can be very dangerous. And we lose quite a few rangers a every year and so we let each other know you know someone was someone was killed last week we had four rangers killed in in zimbabwe and the advantages of belonging to the game rangers association is that we provide insurance fund for for families so that when rangers because south africa is not such a big problem but certainly in the rest of africa where where the rangers don't have access to insurance and medical and stuff like that we we putting in measures to provide them with that, so that when rangers do get killed, their families aren't left destitute, and we provide them with support. We do this with the International Ranger Federation, and the funding arm of that federation is the Thin Green Line. So uh, anybody can who is listening can go onto the website, go onto the Thin Green Line, and donate money. That money is used for a very good cause. Well, can you tell me some animals we should be careful of? You should be careful. And when you say animals, you're talking about wild animals because that's where game rangers work. We work in wild country. So basically all animals can be dangerous, especially with young. And... Any animal that is cornered, and you can even, even your local cat or your dog, if it's cornered and it feels threatened, it becomes very aggressive. And that's the same with 
um, with wild animals. Um, the only thing with wild animals, they're far more aggressive and they're much tougher than our domestic animals. So when they attack you, it's uh, you get seriously injured. Wow. So if you're walking and there is a snake, what should you do? Right. Well, if you see a snake while you're walking, consider yourself very lucky. Snakes play a very important role in the bush. Um, like everything in the bush, everything has its role to play in, in keeping the system functioning. That's called ecology. And um, of all the years I've spent in the bush, I've come across snakes that could potentially be dangerous on about maybe six occasions. On none of those occasions was it ever life-threatening. And snakes, like every other animal, are scared and they try and get away. The only time they bite you is when they're cornered, as I said before. When they're cornered and they, and, um, they feel threatened, they will strike. The black mamba is slightly different because it's quite an aggressive snake. It, it's, it's credited with being quite intelligent, um, but, um, and its bite is, is deadly. The other snake you really need to, to be careful of is the puff adder. The puff adder moves slowly, but it's one of the fastest striking snakes there are. They won't strike unless they are feel threatened, as I said before. And um, but but the problem with the puff adder is when you're walking in the felt, the puff adder lies there and he's all curled up, and you don't see him. And you step on him, and he then bites. And so that's why most of the snake bites, certainly in South Africa, can be accredited to puff adders. Wow. Be- because of that, most other snakes, when you walk when you're walking, they feel the vibration, and they move away, and so you don't see them. So, as I said earlier, when you're walking through the felt and you come across a snake, consider yourself very lucky because you don't often see snakes in the felt. Wow. What is there to do in the game range? The ranch. The game ranch. What do you mean? Like, what can you do when you go there? What do you see? On a ranch? Yeah, the game ranch. In the game ranch. All right, well... Most of them are sightseeing. Uh, people come to see the wild animals, so they photogra- you know, do photography. Um, on game ranches, there is hunting, and South Africa has a very strong and very flourishing and very profitable hunting industry, a couple to the game ranch industry. And, <coughs> and that is... So, so you get hunters, and um, otherwise photography, and then people just relax. There's a there's a big drive now um, in outdoor recreation for people to be more active. So where there isn't dangerous game, lots of people walk, lots of people mountain bike, lots of people do you know ride their quad bikes on their four by four trails, um, trail running. So it, it depends where you are. So it depends where you go. There's a lot you can do. But it's normally associated with cool stuff like adventure sports and abseiling and and cloofing and stuff like that. So it just depends where you are. Just enjoy the outdoors. <laughs> Definitely.
What do you feed the animals and how? Well, here's the thing. On a game reserve, we do not feed the animals. They function, they, they live naturally off the, off the uh, felt, and so they don't get fed. But they might get supplementary feeding, like licks and stuff like that, to, to the diet because the, the farms are restricted and they can't move like they used to in the olden day, so you need to supplement their diet. On a game ranch, however... The function is slightly different to a nature reserve in that it is the, the nature reserve's objective is conservation, whereas a game ranch is economically driven. It still might have a conservation function, but it has an economic thing. So the people make money from selling meat, from hunting, from game viewing, from photo selling photography, and so on. So people make money out of that. On those ranches, the farmers might feed them hay and stuff, uh, you know, hay and and um, teff and things because there, there isn't, because there are more animals on that piece of land than the land can carry, so they have to give them extra food. Wow, I am learning a lot about this, and after the song I will learn even more. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. That song was I Think I'm Gonna Like It from Annie. This is Hi Kids, For Kids, By Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm your host today. We are friends. I've got your back and you have mine. I help you out any time. To see you hurt, to see you cry, makes me weep and want to die. If you agree to never fight, it wouldn't matter who's wrong or right. If a broken heart needs a mend, I'll be right there till the end. If your cheeks are wet from drops of tears, don't worry, let go of your hand in fears. Love sent, we'll be friends till the end. Thank you for listening to the poem, We Are Friends for Life. Remember, if you have poems of your own, you can send them to 34519. And remember to always sign your name. Are there any volunteers? To become a game ranger, you can't be a volunteer. There are volunteers that come into the conservation industry and they work for game ranches and nature reserves and at lodges. Um, they get lots of volunteers that volunteer at places like um, like um, rehabilitation centers and zoos and... Um, Orphanages, wildlife orphanages. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, what should I take to a game ranch? If you're going to a game ranch and you're going to spend the weekend there, <laughs> what must you take? Is or a day, yeah. Or a day. Yeah, weekend day. Summer or winter? Summer and winter. <laughs> All right. Well, well always... Take something warm for the evening or morning game drive. No matter where you are, they tend to be very cold. So always take something warm for that. Always take a hat with you, a, a broad-brimmed hat. These um, American peak hats are great, but your ears get burnt if you're in the sun for too long. So get a broad-brimmed hat, sunscreen, a pair of good binoculars, and if you're into photography, a, a good camera, although these days the cameras on our phones are fantastic. So just take your phone along. 
take water and a cooler box full of ice cold of your cool drink hmm. of your choice. Wow. What is the difference between a game ranch safari and a game reserve? Well, a game reserve's focus is on conservation, which means it is looking at animals in its natural animals in their natural habitat and uh, where the natural systems and processes are taking place on a nature reserve. The game ranch, as I said earlier, the game the, the game reserve or nature reserve focuses on conservation, whereas a game ranch is more geared towards making money out of their wildlife. So they might sell it. Um, uh, they, they might sell live game. They li- might sell meat. They might sell hunting packages in the winter season. In the summer season, they'll send, they'll sell um, packages for tourists, uh, photographic safaris. And so on. So that's the main difference. They both have a conservation function, but the one has a focus on conservation and the one focuses on finances. There's also a legal difference, but I won't bore you with that. (laughs) What is the scariest thing that has ever happened to you while at work? Well, I think the most scary was being charged by a rhino. And we were walking along up in Pilansburg, close close to here. Anybody who knows where that is, it's uh, near Rustenburg. And uh, we were walking in the bush because I do that once a month with um, That's cool. with the Wilderness Leadership School. Yes, we uh, train guides, field guides, and um, <laughs> so we end up walking in Big Five country. And when you walk in Big Five country, at one or other time, you will get uh, charged by something. You try and avoid it because the skill of being a good guide is to avoid disturbing the animal's natural behavior. But uh, sometimes you come across an animal uh, and you you give each other a fright. And this is what happened with two rhino and they turned around and they charged us. And, you know, they say when you get charged by an animal never run. Well, when the rhino was five meters from me, I thought there's a distinct weight disadvantage on my side, and so I did ra- run, <laughs> and so did everybody else ran. And But if you're on a slope, they tend to run along the slope and downhill. So if you retreat uphill, they, they, they won't follow you. So he basically stopped where we were st- we were standing a few seconds ago before we all bombshelled and ran in all directions <laughs> and then turned around and then just trotted off. But for that split second, you realize he's coming. <laughs> but you don't, you don't get scared when that happens. You only get a fright when it's gone and then it's followed by, by gales of nervous laughter because everybody is then at the the shock's gone, and you've realized it was dangerous, but nothing happened. And then everybody giggles like, like school Hyena. children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what are your hobbies besides, like, the game ranches and all? My own personal hobbies. Yes. I like to stay fit. So I, I run and I do exercises. I like photography. 
and uh, I like fly fishing. I spend a lot of my time fly fishing. I spend as, try and spend as much of my life outdoors as possible because I great, get good. I get great joy out of being outdoors. So everything I try and do, I try and do outdoors. That's awesome. <laughs> and did you always want to do the job you're doing at the moment? Always. Ever since I was very small, my mother said I used to ask her to take me where I could hear farm noises. I've always wanted to be outdoors, and once I finished my university degree, I went into nature conservation, and I've been there 38 years later, and I'm still there. Amazing. And what animals can you touch? Strictly speaking, we're working with wild animals. We don't want to touch any animals at all. Um, Animals that we do end up touching sometimes is during relocations. So if we're moving a herd of buffalo, we'll... If we're moving a herd of buffalo from one reserve to another reserve, we uh, dart them, put them in crates and move them to the other reserve, and that you end up touching them. And that goes for any other animals. But generally we we don't end up touching animals unless you're working for an orphanage or a rehabilitation center where they work hand-to-hand with animals. But that's not really what a game ranger does. Is there any an adoption center? There are there are lots of adoption centers for wildlife. Um, uh, I can't think of the name now, but if you get a uh, a injured bird or an injured uh, mammal or something, you can go and I just can't think of their name. You can go onto the internet, find the people who take the animal there, and they'll look after it. Um, there are adoption programs that go with rhino fundraising programs since you can adopt an animal. WWF, World Wildlife Fund, have a have an adoption. A lot of organizations have adoption programs. But I would prefer that people spend their money on well-recognized international or local organizations that are working in the field. Otherwise, because there's so much money that is being donated to all these different groups that it's very difficult to keep tabs on where that money is going to and if the animals are actually really benefiting from it. Wow. And what are some of the animals' hobbies? Well, animals don't have hobbies, but they do have behavioral traits or uh, little idiosyncrasies like like uh Blue villabeus and black villabeus have funny ways of running around and, and trotting. And this just this last weekend, I saw five rhino at, at Pilonsburg that were running around like little goats. They were jumping around. It was never, all of us that were there couldn't believe what we were, what we were looking at. They were running around and jumping. And can you imagine a rhino jumping? They were <laughs> around, around the water and flopping in the, the river. So do, they do things like that, and it's basically through instinct. So they wouldn't really have a, a hobby. Hmm. If you could understand only one animal in the whole entire world, what would it be? Hmm. <laughs> I'd like to understand an elephant. Oh, wow. 
because they are very intelligent. They can communicate with each other over long distances. They seem to care for their, their young. They seem to have some kind of affiliation or respect for the dead. And so I'd really like to understand that. In fact, I think there's a lot of things about animals that we, we don't know yet. Yeah. And if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would it be? An elephant. <laughs> because... I think it's a very good choice. There's no, there's nothing that catches elephants. They are, they roam the, they roam the, the, the plains at will. There's no real predators that predate on them. Yeah. So I'd like to be an elephant. <laughs> Safe all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have learned so much about this and Thank you so much for teaching us so much about game ranchers, game, um, game reserves, safaris, animals, so many things. It's much appreciated. Our where in the world fun fact for the day is there are only four words in the English language which end in dos. Tremendous, horrendous, stupendous, and hazardous. Thank you to my producers, Senna and DJ Flo, for pushing the big red buttons. And thank you to our Chai Kids for listening to the Chai Kids Show, a show for kids by kids. Join us next week Monday with amazing guests, stories, fun facts, and even more fun. Till we meet again right here on 101.9 Chai FM. Goodbye, kids. Shabbat Shalom. Have a super duper Shabbat.